In the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. This past week, one of our youth was a little shocked and surprised to learn that I used to be an elementary school teacher. This came up because I was very excited to help him practice for his oral book report the next day. He thought having Reverend Rachel meant he could squirm out of it. That was not the case. I spent nine years in the classroom and there is nothing, nothing that a good teacher loves as much as a pop quiz, right? It's just suck it to everybody. So without looking at your Bibles or online, what was the last line of last week's gospel? And what's really great is Reverend Patty isn't here, so she would be the only one who's probably really going to know. All right, I knew you guys weren't going to know the answer, but this is when a part of me wishes that we were like a good, you know, Baptist church, and you all followed along in your Bible as I preached, and we looked at the word together. So I'm actually going to ask you, sorry, choir, I totally biffed on you, and there goes one of my things in my Bible. Um, You have a Bible in front of you. It's black. So I'm going to ask you to get out your Bible. I'm going to ask you to go to Mark. It's towards the end of your Bible. I'm going to ask you to go to Mark chapter 10, 10 verse 45, because today's reading starts at verse 46. We don't care about that. We want verse 45. All right. Kendra, I'm taking you back here. Just, you know, hang with me. I know you know how to do this. You're, You're on it. So here we are, Mark, verse 10, or chapter 10, verse 45. In, like I said, it's directly before we start today, and it's where we ended last week. What does Jesus say? Jesus says, for the Son of Man came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So some scholars, namely my New Testament professor from seminary, among others. But they would say that this is actually the key of the gospel of Mark. And you see, we've been reading this gospel since last December. This has been year B, the year of the gospel of Mark. And so we've consistently started actually at the beginning and read our way through to where we are today. And in the gospel of Mark, things happen quickly Jesus heals, he teaches, he tells truth. And one thing, Jesus does this in all the Gospels, but especially in Mark, Jesus is always inviting people to follow him. He is inviting them to follow him, but he also is clear that following him isn't going to be easy. So now I want you to turn back a few pages to 8, 27 through 33, and In 8, 27 to 33, he asks the disciples, who am I? And then he tells them, well, look, the Son of Man is going to go under great suffering, be rejected, all these people, he's going to be killed, and three days after, are going to rise again. The disciples don't like it. In fact, Peter is like, no, no, Jesus, you have that all wrong, right? Really always great. No, Jesus, you don't have that right. 
So Jesus goes on, and then in, keep turning to 9, 30, 37, he again says to them, look, here's what's going to happen. So 9, 30 through 37, he says, look, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into human hands. They will kill him, and three days after being killed, he will rise again. And what does it say next? But they did not understand what he was saying, and they were afraid to ask him. So here is Jesus being very clear that following the way is not easy, and here's what is going to happen. He says that he will be betrayed, he will be killed, and he will rise again. Follow me, but know who you are following. The apostles don't like it, you know, Peter rebukes him. The others are like, oh, we don't want to ask about that. So rather than focusing on Jesus, each time he tells them what's going to happen, they actually get into these arguments, the apostles, about "Mm, who is the greatest among them or who gets to sit at Jesus' right and Jesus' left. Jesus has just said, look, this horrible thing's going to happen. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But who do you like best, Jesus? (laughs) Just remember, we're your best friends, Jesus. Remember, we were there. And so, after this, right, after the disciples have said, no, let's argue about these other things, Jesus says this verse of 1045, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And right after he says this, we get to today's reading. Jesus arrives in Jericho with the disciples And there, sitting on the side of the road, is blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, son of Timaeus. Okay? And he is there. And if you've noticed, he's sitting on the side of the road. And we often, in Latin, call the road the way, do we not? So here's blind Bartimaeus seen alongside the way. And you can remember, because we've heard a lot of stories this year of people who are blind and deaf, that in the Gospel of Mark, it is often a metaphor for not understanding the way of Jesus. It is not because you're a sinner that you have these things happen, and if you have better faith, they won't happen to you. That's not it. It is used as a metaphor for not understanding the way of Jesus. And so here is this outcast sitting on the side of the road who has never had contact with Jesus, doesn't try to be Jesus' best friend, doesn't try to raise to the top, but he hears that Jesus is here passing by him, and he calls out to Jesus by name, Son of David, have mercy on me. And, And what happens? And notice, others have asked Jesus for other things. But Bartimaeus, he asks for what Jesus has to give, mercy and healing. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And what does the crowd do to him? They shush him. How do you like being shushed? Don't do that in my household because you'll be told, don't shush me. No shushing. But the crowd shushes him. You aren't the right guy. You aren't the ones who are following you. You aren't, mm -mm, no, not, not you. And yet Jesus is here's Bartimaeus, and this is a part of the story that I love. Jesus doesn't go over to Bartimaeus and have a conversation. 
Jesus says to all the people who just shushed him and said, not you, Bartimaeus, go get that guy and bring him over here. So those who tried to keep Bartimaeus out now have to go get him and bring him over to Jesus. And Jesus looks at Bartimaeus. And I'm going to get to that in a second. So he brings Jesus over, he brings, they bring Bartimaeus over. And what happens? What happens, this is another good point. So remember a few weeks back in 1017, if you still have your Bibles open, in 1017, we get the story of the man ran up to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus goes through some of the commandments and the guy says, got it, I'm in, good. And Jesus goes, "Uh but one more thing. Um, you need to go sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and then you'll have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. And the guy walks away, shocked and grieving, for he had many possessions. Notice it doesn't say he doesn't do it. He just said it was hard. So here's this guy, though, who walks away, won't do it, but Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus gets called to Jesus, And what does he do? He flings off his coat. The only thing a beggar has, his only possession is his cloak that he sits on during the day on the side of the way while he is begging. It is what he wraps himself up in at night. And when Jesus calls him, he does not hold on to his one and only possession. He does not walk away because he has to give it up. Rather, he flings off his cloak because he knows that he will not need it to go where Jesus goes. And Jesus asked Bartimaeus the exact question he asked James and John back in 10, uh, and I just lost it, ah, 10.35, uh, 10.36, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus says to Bartimaeus, we just had this question, and Jesus says to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Well, James and John, Jesus asks, and they go, well, we want one of us on your right and one on your left, because like, we're your besties, right, Jesus? Like, we've been here, we want this, can, can we have the status, can we, can we? Bartimaeus doesn't have anything. And what he asks Jesus for is to see again. And Bartimaeus isn't just asking for visual sight. He wants that. But what he's also asking is to have access to that deep faith in God. To be able to grow, have the vision to grow closer to God. And Jesus says to this beggar from the side of the road, go, your faith has made you well. And what happens next? Remember, this is the last thing before Jesus goes into Jerusalem. What happens next? Bartimaeus gets up and he follows Jesus on the way. He doesn't sit on the side of the road. No, he is brought into the community. The very thing Jesus has been asking his followers to do for 10 chapters in this gospel, Bartimaeus gets it right for all of us. 
In this very last moment of Jesus' public ministry, the outcast beggar sees, and he sees who Jesus is, and he sees the way and how to follow. And quite frankly, this nobody from nowhere does more than any other disciple has up to this point. Because Bartimaeus asks for sight and gets sight like no other. And the story this day of Bartimaeus is our reminder that we too are called to follow, to follow Jesus' way. And while I encourage years of study and prayer, Bartimaeus didn't have any of that. He just had the willingness to ask, to ask Jesus for sight. He asked for the ability to find the way. And I think too often, I don't know about you, but I know about me, I think too often we see ourselves as the rich person who does not want to sell everything. Or we are James and John fighting for the position and the merit that we deserve because of our hard work. But our gospel today calls us to choose to be like Bartimaeus. To fling off our cloak and to follow the way of Christ. And this is the beauty of the gospel of Mark. Over the course of our lessons this year, we've been shown that you and I have the choice to focus on our own needs and desires. We have the choice to focus on how our needs and desires affect those around us. Because when we do that, that is putting ourselves on the way. For we all can follow Jesus. The choice is ours. Amen.